listening to WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. Hello, hello. You're listening to Never Give Up. We're giving up is not an option. I am your host, Rochelle Jones, and I am excited about today's show. I'm excited about you. I'm excited about, you know, how you're feeling inside, how you feel you're growing, you know, and and the things that are happening in your life because you're speaking them into existence because you know that nothing is impossible. Just think when you think of the word impossible, that the word possible is in there. And there's more letters in in, impossible than in the M, possible, impossible. Nothing is impossible, right? (laughs) Everything is possible. We just have to believe. We have to just make uh, steps in the direction that we would like to see ourselves go. I love the fact, and I like to always incorporate what the Word of God says, and the Bible says nothing is impossible to those who believe. That's just an even extra incentive. Right. Because when you believe, amen, then you begin to realize where your strength and your source comes from. You begin to realize that I'm only operating in this plan that God already had for my life. So I'm walking in it. I'm just showing up. I just have to show up for the battle, show up for the fight, and God will fight them for me, right? Uh, Now, he's not expecting us to just chill out on the sofa and do nothing, but he's simply saying, hey, you know, by, by bringing it to me, by, you know, stepping out in faith, you know, holding me, taking me with you, um, you know, you can't help but to but to win, you know, when you and when you're in his presence, when you slow down to be able to hear his voice. Somebody wanted me to make a decision. And I said, you know, I'm going to get back to you in a couple of weeks. I need time to really just begin to think, especially when you're making a big decision and you're not really sure what direction to take. Right. Both options seem very good. Right. But we know that there is a better option. And uh, sometimes the enemy likes to uh, disguise things to make them seem like it's okay, right? There's a way that might seem right. It seems as though uh, it's going to be good. Sometimes we want those fast, quick ways, right? And those normally come up short. But we often uh, think, you know, I used to be, I pondered the book, uh, The Road Less Traveled By. And the, the, the conclusion I came to is that at a fork in the road, you still got to make a choice. Whether to go down the, the, the left street or the right street, a choice has to be made. And I'm often persuaded that really sometimes either choice that you make, you still have to go in with the same tools. You have to be able to stand. You have to be able to know who you are. And Christ, you, you know, but there are some better decisions that sometimes we need guidance. Like we need like Lord. Especially when it deals with people, right? When when it deals with young people, like they really don't like to listen. Sometimes they don't want to take in uh, a lot of information. Sometimes you only have five minutes to really make a difference. You know, you, you think you have the full day, but they're only listening for five to ten minutes. So um, you're gonna have to drop seeds. I find myself having to be a seed planner. 
They don't want no long lectures. You know, I remember when we were growing up, you know, my father really wasn't a spanker, but he sure would give you a long lecture to where you would almost say, hey, please just spank me because I, I want to go. Uh, and, but kids aren't really wanting to stand and listening to a lot of talk and, and lectures, and, and they don't want to hear the talk where they don't see evidence and so it gets kind of tricky with trying to keep their attention and these long speeches, and especially aggressive speeches, or if you're nagging or cussing or yelling and hollering, like they'll tune you out. They really won't listen. And then sometimes they don't even want to be set up like that. So they won't even be, uh, they, you know, they won't even stay in the environment to to really hear you out. And so I realized that we as adults and parents, we got to be a little more strategic, that we really have to be more creative uh, if any teachers are out there, it's like we got to really change our game up because the way of teaching is changing in a sense that you can't captivate students and sit in a chair, you know, for six hours, you know, four hours a day, you know. Um, and then you, they have to wait for breaks and then try to wait for recess. And then recess isn't like it used to be. And so we are in a dilemma because we're trying to compete with video games and fast action and colors and movement. And then we want them to come and sit still in a classroom. And I think some of us, if we were really being honest as adults, we don't like it either. Can you Those long Zoom calls, those long meetings, long Bible studies, sometimes we tune out, you know, especially if it's not interactive. And so we realize that we have to begin to change up how we do things, you know. Now, the, inf the content of the information doesn't change, but maybe how we present it changes, right? You know, I can say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's great, um, and uh, it's going to be relevant, but how I bring it across, maybe we can do, maybe we can, uh, you know, jump rope. You know, you want a kid to memorize that. You know, uh, so the traditional way of just reading it and speaking it, maybe we can do patty cake while we say the scripture. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall. You know, I think about Akilah and the bee when she wanted to learn when she was learning difficult words. She she kind of used the jump rope and that rhythmic way would cause her to to remember. Well, just look, look at our young people. They can remember a song, but they can't remember their multiplication problems. I get we talk about it, right? Well, let's use the information that we're learning from these kids. So maybe uh, the thing is, is we got to find ways to sing it. We've got to find ways to present it. We've got to make learning fun. We've got to make Jesus fun. He's alive. He's active. He's in you. And he wants you to do great exploits. You know, and so because the generation maybe before them isn't modeling, right, what really walking by faith is and getting out and stepping out and laying hands on the sick and people seeing miracles and signs and wonders, that would be powerful. That would be exciting. That would be something that would get the attention of people, anybody, young or old. And yet, we, we don't see it. It seems like it's hesitation, it's confusion. You have one group that says this and another group that says that, and it brings confusion, inconsistency. And so we've got a lot of repairing to do. And I love that we get to motivate each other on this line every Sunday, motivating each other. Like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to change um, our, our, our society, our young people? How are we going to get involved again, care again, hope again, get up again, you know? And so it, it's in our hands. If you have the thought, if God has placed it in your heart, then he's speaking to you to do something about it.
We cannot wait for another person. We can't hope that someone else will hear the, get the revelation. He gave it to you. And so now I'm encouraging you. Let's do it. Whatever thought. You could be in a group of 10 and all 10 people have a different thought. Let's help support each other, hold each other accountable that we can get that thought completed and done from beginning to end. God, I'm copying him. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He, right, he who begun the work in us, he's faithful to complete it. So God is a finisher. He's a completer. And if he gave us the thought, we've got to not only start it, but we've got to finish it and then wait for the next instruction. Hallelujah. We've got to be excited about this thing. Our God is not dead. He's alive. They said on the third day he rose again and there was witnesses. And I think, you know, there's something that um, I, our pastor is talking about in um, church where he, you know, we're talking about being biased and things like that. But something he said that struck me was that, you know, it's it, 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 the Bible is speaking of the history and that Jesus is recognized and the miracles and the signs and wonders are recognized in other history books. They, 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 they was, there was a movement, a radical movement going on. Amen. And it was documented. And that was Jesus Christ in the movement. Amen. And healing. Hallelujah. And so let's for a moment, if that be the case, it's like it's like we're trying to discount the possibility that the word of God says. And that's really what's happening is people are trying to silence the word of God. But let's think. He said, I am the same God yesterday, today and forever. Yesterday, today and forever. Hallelujah. So the past, the present and the future, he's there. He's in it. Hallelujah. Before the foundations of the world, he was there. And so what we are trying to create and understand is how is it that we're going to bring about that same movement today? And how is he going to use broken people? Well, he's in the business of using broken people. He's in the business of using castaways. If you think about Moses, he was in a basket. That drifted up to Pharaoh's daughter who took care of him, raised him up as her own. Castaways. You, you, he took impossible people, impossible situations. He used fishermen. to, and He didn't use scholars. He didn't use the Pharisees or the Sadducees. He used fishermen. Hallelujah. Tax collectors. He used people who were not learned of, hallelujah, of the religious practices of that day. Hallelujah. And so therefore, he wants to use you and he wants to use me. And so we want to be in alignment and we want to have our hands up and surrender and say, Lord, I am ready for whatever you have for me. And it's not just subject. Amen. I'm speaking. Look, I'm speaking to all those who feel like they're being called to do something great and they haven't yet gotten started and they see all the impossibilities. They see, well, this isn't right. The website. Look, I don't believe that God has to operate the same way that we see things. I don't believe that God, hallelujah, is stuck on, on how to get across a miracle. I am not, I do not believe that God cannot touch and reach anybody. He can. He has. He does. We hear the testimonies of people who have been used to be able to turn about and make a difference in society and whatever that problem was of that day. Who is he going to use in 2024? Who is he going to use as we are approaching Christmas next, you know, Christmas Eve next week? 
as we're approaching the holidays, the reminders, this is the best time and the best opportunity to begin to um, to share and speak joy and to let your light shine. One, because people are sensitive in this area and this season, holiday season, you know, gift giving. And at the and and two, people also are sad in this season because of losses, because of what they you know, what they've lost, things that they've remembered that they no longer have, you know, family members that have gone on to be with the Lord and and are not. And yet now they're left here and they don't even see the purpose of the reason to gather anymore. They've lost their 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 fight, their their ability to want to care again. And that's the one thing we can't afford to do. That's what we want to do. We want to stand up. We want to get up. We want to join in the fight. We want to be a soldier for the Lord. We want to be that soldier. And sometimes we're going to have to be careful because it's so easy to get entangled with the cares of this world. But he said, don't do it. Don't get stuck. Don't start. Don't stay focused on a place that you're not going to be here forever. Stop living your life like you're going to be here forever. This is not eternity. Hallelujah. And the one thing that we have noticed and that scientists and no one can can disregard is the fact that one day we're going to die, that everyone is born to die. That's a promise. No one has escaped it. And the only one that has proclaimed and was uh, has witnesses of being seen was Jesus Christ, who rose again. Amen. Uh, Buddha has not. Mohammed has not. Hallelujah. And so... Um, so we are here. We have this exciting good news that we want to share with people that Jesus doesn't come to, to, to condemn the world, but he came that we may have life and that we may have it more abundantly. He came that we can realize and recognize our, our sinful condition and how we need a savior and how we desire to be restored back. Our relationship be restored back with God, the father. Hallelujah. And I know sometimes just speaking it, and we got to almost say it over and over and over in order to really begin to, to, to let it seep in, to get that understanding so that we can get off of the wall, that we can get out of our complacency and our stuckness where we just see no hope. I know I'm, I, I work around kids and sometimes the, the, the tragedies I hear and that I see. But there is hope. There's hope as long as we have a spark in our eye. And there's hope as long as we're staying connected to the one who can bring hope to pass. Hallelujah. And the minute you lose sight of hope, the minute you lose sight of faith, then you'll see yourself sinking on the other side and pessimism and negativity will rise up in you and, 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 and stay there if you allow. But instead, we choose to see possibilities, to see, you know, continue to plant seeds as everybody would begin to do their part. Amen. We'd see a difference, not only just for your family. And you're right. We, that's our first priority. But do you have enough overflow to spill over into somebody else's household to get them rolling, to get them going, to begin the process, to encourage them that they are able to be able to do Amen. What they see. I believe that you would not be able to have that idea if God didn't place it there, especially if it's an idea that's going to bring hope and make a difference. Now, evil ideas, we know that those evil thoughts and evil ideas come from Satan, right? The father of lies, the negative, you know, 
Uh, but but, you know, restoration, you know, I hear sometimes that the only uh, way to to solve some of these conditions on this earth is to begin to come together, begin to trust in the Lord. Amen. And and, you know, and work the plan. Form a plan, work a plan. We're powerful when we come together and everybody takes a part. And we have to watch and be careful that we don't drop those balls because it's so easy to drop, you know, to start something. And then, you know, you get phased out because you get so distracted. You know, the really one of the most important things. And, and Kobe Bryant said this. The most important thing is to try and inspire people so that they can be great in whatever they want to do. And I, I, I agree with Kobe Bryant. That's what I, 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 I desire to inspire people, to, to inspire them, to let them know that you can do it. I want to be your personal cheerleader that you can do it. You can live again. You can get up again. You can get married again. You can lose weight again. All those things that seem impossible. We can do it. We might have to take small bites. We might have to get assistance. Amen. Betty White said, it's your outlook on life that counts. If you take yourself lightly and don't take yourself too seriously, pretty soon you can find the humor in our everyday lives. And sometimes that humor can be a lifesaver. Sometimes that when we don't take, look, don't take things so personal. I know sometimes I used to say, I, I, I take this personal. Like this is very personal. Like you didn't just attack, you know, uh, you it, it, like it, it, it affected me. Right. But I'm learning, you know, you remove the power of the enemy when you when you don't take it personal. When you say, well, that you, 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 you have to change your perspective and you have to realize that's just who they are and that's what they're going to do. But don't you take it personal to get you driven out of your peace. You listen and this season. You, you're trying to maintain and keep your peace. And you can't allow peace breakers, people who, who don't choose to live and walk in peace. They do things that are unpeaceful and think they're going to have peace. Are you kidding me? I, I mean, we're just going to talk real. Because we're going to save some people uh, some, some, some costs. Because a lot of times it's like, do you honestly believe that you can continue to do disruptive things and, ha- and it not come back? The Bible tells us that we're going to reap what we sow. Watch the seeds that you plant. Come on. It's not very hard to know if you're edging somebody on, if you're being abusive with your words, you're being destructive, tearing up property, have no consideration or concern for anybody else. That is not God's character. And so we have to, you know, like slow down and do some examination. Somebody told me today, I just want to have peace. Huh. I found it funny because you're not doing peaceful things. Matter of fact, you're going around kind of bullying people. One day you're going to bully the wrong person. And what about uh, what 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 character of Christ is that? Bullying people. Well, he, he, he tells us, look, he, there's no condemnation. To those in Christ Jesus. He doesn't even want you tearing yourself up. He doesn't even want you putting yourself down. Why would he want someone else to tear you down and to put you down? 
<laughs> now, listen, normally I, I shoot out the word of God to you, right? But now I said, look, this maybe maybe it'll be received if you hear it from Kobe Bryant and Betty White and now Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson says, once you replace negative thoughts with positive ones, you'll start having positive results. So if Willie Nelson is only saying what God said, God already said in his word, you know, that I'll keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on me. And if God is a God of power and love and peace, and then you're thinking about that, it's like if you go down to, uh, uh, you know, uh, a beautiful scenery, ocean, waterfalls, beautiful scenery, it's hard to see ugly in that beauty. Unless you have a negative perspective, a negative inward, right? Because you only can produce what's inside. The key for me was when I found out that out of the mouth speaks the heart. So the things you're saying kind of reflects the condition of your heart. So when I hear you talking all negative and down and, you know, I want to fight and, you know, I, you know, I, I, I have this student, they want to, oh, they want to fight me. Like how, how somebody approaching you or disagreeing with you means that they want to get in this fighting altercation with you. And why is it that that's your reference to everything is fighting and, but some people that's their inner makeup. Somehow that's what they seen or experienced. So that's what they're living out in their life. And so how do we stop that? How do we get that person to see like life don't have to be like that? Like life can be ooh, full of joy and peace. I mean, he said, let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. So, I mean, Jesus had kind of a, a I mean, you know, a powerful life. I mean, we saw him con connecting to the father in prayer. We see him doing great exploits, glorifying the Father, took no credit. Someone asked him, like, you know, uh, why are you so good? He said, why are you calling me good? You know, he, he, he always stated here that he was representing the Father. He said, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. And so, in other words, it's like, so you too can achieve and have and walk and this type of love and power and sound mind. And that's what we need. 2024, let this be, let that be a year now where we start off embracing what God has, being able to walk in, in that sound mind, that peace, that power, that love, that joy. And when things come, don't, don't take it personal. Don't take it to heart. Don't let it define who you are. But what we ought to do is begin to, you know, if, if our eyes are the gate and what we say, you know, then we want to watch what we allow into our eyes because it will affect what we speak out of our mouths. And what we speak out of our mouths is seed. And when seed is planted, it will grow up. It will grow up. And then you'll harvest that. That becomes who you are. 
And when you get in a habit, of a bad habit, it is so hard to break. It is better not to even start the habit than have to try to fight and break a habit. And when I look at it from a crazy example, I'm like, it is better to seal-proof and, and mice-proof your house. Because once a mouse comes in, or once a roach comes in, it is hard to get rid of them. Once a moth comes in, it is hard. They start reproducing, and what was one becomes 50, you know, quickly. And so the best thing to do is try to stop it before happening, because then you're going to spend all your time trying to get rid of those rodents and those insects and pests and less time on the life you could be living. You know? And I know that's a that's a a, a sort of far fetched example, but you get my point. My point is sometimes the emphasis that we are uh, living in and working in is a result of the seeds that we have planted. So, you know, you know, I remember a pastor used to say crop failure. Let that crop I planted that is not healthy or positive, let it fail. I don't even I want nothing to come forth from that. And let me replant. Let me till the soil and replant good seeds on good ground so I can have good fruit. Now, I mean, that's a concept. It is a principle that we need to live by, that when I give from a a good place, healthy place with sound, good motives and loving motives, man, I'm going to see, I'm going to reap what I sow. I know a lot of times we use it for negative, like putting a curse on somebody. You're going to reap what you sow. But it's also positive. You're going to reap what you sow. You sow $100, you're going to reap it. You sow kindness, you're going to reap it. If you sow um, getting out of the way, you're going to reap it. And it may not be from the person who you sowed into, but you will sow. God is watching. He does have the final say. Oh, man, it's powerful stuff. Good, good stuff. Are you prepared? How are you preparing yourself for these holiday seasons and and spending time with family? What are you going to create that's going to be part of your legacy? That when you're no longer on the earth, people will say, wow, I remember my sister, brother, aunt, uncle, father, mother. What are you planting that people are going to remember? Even when you're gone, will it be good or will it be bad? I don't know. We get to create it. Wow, this is exciting. I thank you for listening. And I pray you are encouraged and that you return back next Sunday. Once again, you were listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. Have a good night. And remember... Greatness is on the inside of you.